Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Well, in today's episode, we're talking about the birth of Jesus, as found in Matthew chapter 2 and Luke chapter 2. We've all read and heard this story a million times, but as I read it this week for the million and first time, I got stuck on the part of the story where Herod comes to Bethlehem and kills all the kids under age two. You'll recall that the wise men came to Jerusalem and asked Herod where the king of the Jews could be found. Herod then asked the chief priests who told him that it was prophesied that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. So being afraid of disruption to his rule, Herod sends his soldiers to Bethlehem and kills all the children who could possibly be of the age of the young Messiah. Okay, this is a pretty big tragedy in the opening pages of the New Testament, but when we talk about the Christmas story, we usually kind of whitewash this part out. But the real question is, why did these kids have to die? Why didn't God stop it? Why did Christ's birth have to result in the deaths of so many other children? Well, this is all my speculation, of course, but I blame it on the shepherds. Let me explain. Quote, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. End quote. Okay. So this is the story of the shepherds that we all know and love so well. But here's where things start to go sideways. Quote, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. End quote. Okay, bad news for Jesus. The shepherds have now gone and told everyone that the Messiah has been born and that he's in Bethlehem. Keep in mind that the people of Israel had been waiting for the Messiah for hundreds of years through generations of oppression from foreign powers. This news that he had finally been born would have spread like wildfire and would have attracted the attention of not only the Romans, but also the Jewish leaders. This would have gone very badly for Jesus the baby, who would have had no way to defend himself if the powers that be came after him. It's interesting to think about why God even chose to send the angel to the shepherds, knowing the sticky situation that it would put Jesus in. Maybe it was for Mary's benefit to receive added confirmation about how she just gave birth to the Son of God. Quote, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. End quote. Or maybe it was so generations of people like you and me in the future would have a really neat story to relive every Christmas, helping to build the faith of billions. Well, Regardless of the reason why the angel appeared to the shepherds, the news of Jesus' birth just went viral. And so God had to do some damage control. Cue the wise men. By triggering Herod to know that a potential threat to Rome had been born in Bethlehem, Herod then wiped out all the two-year-olds in the region. 
This news also would have gone viral, and anyone who may have thought that the Messiah had been born because of what the shepherds had told them would now chalk it up to fake news because the child that the shepherds were talking about had just been killed by Herod, or at least everyone would have thought that. And so it couldn't really have been the Messiah that really was born. Case closed. Everyone back to work. Now Jesus has the next 30 years to grow up in peace and prepare for his upcoming divine role without having to always watch his back for fear that the Romans or religious leaders were coming after him. That would, of course, come later. But why did the wise men even come searching for Jesus? Now here's where things get really interesting with God's cosmic eternal plan. If we go way back in time to the Old Testament, a young prophet named Daniel had been part of the exile of Israel to Babylon. After Daniel successfully interpreted the king's disturbing dreams, after all the king's wise men had failed to do so, quote, Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon, end quote. So Daniel became a leader over all the wise men of the East, hundreds of years before Christ was born, and likely started talking about the coming of the Messiah to his new wise men community, teaching them new traditions and a new faith. Some of them likely became converts to Daniel's faith, teaching their children to watch for the signs of the coming of the Messiah. It was these descendants of the wise men of Daniel's time that saw the star in the sky when Christ was born. Or maybe it was the heavenly light from the multitude of angels that sung to the shepherds that they saw, and they knew that the time had arrived. Okay, so what's the point of all this conjecturing? Well, regardless of whether this explanation makes sense to you, the reality is that the birth of the Son of God was complicated. It was planned out an eternity earlier, and there were events in motion ever since Adam and Eve roamed the earth that led to the birth of Christ, that enabled him to be our Messiah, our Savior, our Teacher. God had an eternal plan designed for the success of his firstborn son, Jesus, but he also has an eternal plan designed for the success of his other children, you and me. God helped set in motion chains of events in our lives, even before we were born, just like Jesus, to put us in a position where we could be of service to his other children, so that we could continue the mission that Jesus started. You and I matter. Your birth was not an accident. Our lives have meaning, whether or not we've discovered it yet. And through us, God will continue to work miracles on the earth. And the work that Jesus Christ started will continue. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next week.